Alright, here goes nothing. It's a episode of SYP today. I guess we're going to be doing more of these now with sports being cancelled. It's your boy, Big E. Uh, we're doing this on late Friday the 13th. Uh, it's about 9.15 at night. We we're watching, I believe, some sort of Australian rugby. I think it's super rugby. Because uh, it's the only sport on right now. Uh, with the, the Blues and Lions, I think. That's who we got playing in Super Rugby. Um, I think of all sports, because obviously the coronavirus has pretty much stopped everything, I think the only other sport maybe that's going on this weekend is the UFC event in Brazil, but that's going to be in front of closed doors. Like, there's going to be no fans there. So that should be interesting. Uh, today's going to be a, 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 not a weird episode, but more of a, um, analysis, I guess all of it is analysis piece, but it's just me providing, we're going to talk about, it's just me talking about the coronavirus, how we got here, what to expect and how sports are going to be affected. We're also going to talk a bit about the NBA and how the NBA is sort of becoming the most powerful or influential league in the world right now um those are the two things that really come to mind i I probably will even talk about the ufc uh, and their event coming up this week in brazil kevin lee and charles charles olivier is supposed to be the main event but i'll I'll break that down in in uh break it down at the end of the pod so let's 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 go over a few things so the big news this week obviously was um really really the coronavirus and every league basically stopped playing or canceled their season because of um the coronavirus and just the healthy and safety and well-being uh we kind of i guess the health experts knew something like this was going to happen but we were, I think most of us were unsure about what the future of sports would look like with the coronavirus. Um, it was announced, I think last week, the county of Santa Clara in California recommended that there would be no more massive gatherings, i.e. people over 200, people, uh, over 250 people in a certain gathering is the most that we should have anymore and it should be banned and it was kind of at that point where we didn't really I I think some of us took it seriously but it sure seemed like people were still going to play their sport and have their games Um, you know there's a couple of Samoan dancers kid without a shirt um, it, it it seemed kind of unlikely that sports would be canceled. It sort of felt like that. Now, if you've been paying attention before in the Six Nations, Italy had already canceled their game with Ireland, even though it was in Dublin. Uh, Italy just said, we're, we're not going anywhere. We, we can't leave the country. So there was already that game uh, canceled and postponed. Now with the NBA doing their thing, 
after the Rudy Gobert, Gobert uh, positive test for coronavirus. Now everybody is shut down. Um, it, it was a, Wednesday was a weird day because obviously it seemed like at the beginning of the day it seemed like everybody was content on just playing, uh, you know, games with nobody in attendance. And that certainly seemed like the direction it was going to go. Then Wednesday morning, uh, Washington State Governor Jay Inslee said there is a ban on events with more than 250 people. We're, we can't have it. We're not going to have it. It's not happening. So that just meant that the Seattle Dragons were going to be impacted in the XFL. Uh, both the Everett Silvertips and the Seattle Thunderbirds were going to be impacted in the WHL. The Seattle Manors were going to be impacted with the um, opening day and new season coming up. They were, they're still in Arizona, but it looks like they aren't going to be uh, playing any home games for the next little while. That was all on Wednesday. And, and on Wednesday morning, afternoon, it sort of just seemed like this was going to be the direction it was going to go where sports, you know, the NBA, the NHL, and organizations were just going to play games in front of, you know, spectatorless arenas, which, you know, at the time didn't seem right. And now in hindsight, it probably, you know, this is probably the right decision. But then Wednesday, we get to Wednesday evening, and Trump puts his ban in of people traveling to and from Europe, unless you're American citizens, for 30 days. Basically, just saying any unnecessarily uh, any unnecessary travel, i.e., vacation travel to Europe, is a no-go. Now, that was you know that had a bit of conversation and sparked some debate in itself. And then on Wednesday, announced that. Um, First of all, Oklahoma City in Utah, that game was going to be canceled and post, you know, and postponed, just because of the fact that it was not like it, the game was announced as postponed, and then we found out that a Utah player had tested positive for coronavirus. Then we later found out it was Rudy Gobert. So then, the NBA just said, you know, we got to we got to cancel the season. We have to postpone the season. We, we we it's not happening. We can't do this. Rudy was in Oklahoma City. He, he was in Oklahoma City. He'd been in Utah playing Toronto before. It's it just a whole, you know, the whole list of where the Raptors have been, who the Raptors have been in contact with, where the Raptors come from, where Utah had come from prior. So that was that was the big story on Wednesday was the Woj bomb of the NBA announcing their season was done and they were shutting down. Um, and then it came out about Rudy Gobert and he was the guy that tested positive. Um, you know, it, it was just a, a strange turn of events. And then other leagues and other, you know, organizations announced that their events would be Canceled, uh, i.e., the um, conference tournaments that are happening this week, uh, like the ACC, the Pac-12, SEC, Big Ten. All those conference tournaments were going to be canceled. March Madness eventually, originally, originally March Madness, I believe on Wednesday said they were going to play it with no spectators, 
And then they came to the conclusion after the NBA made their announcement that March Madness was not going to be played at all. And then the NHL on Thursday said, we're not, you know, we're not going to finish the season. We're going to suspend everything. Um, and then today the Masters announced uh, that there's going to be no Masters tournament. All the rugby events are canceled. Um, I don't know exactly all what the UFC, what the UFC is planning on doing. I, I guess things are going to continue as planned. Uh, most, yeah, the rugby events are going to be canceled for a while. Um, you know, MLB is going to postpone opening day and then move the season back two weeks to minimum, uh, which seems pretty generous. But, you know, the XFL then, you know, originally on Wednesday said they were going to play in front of no fans, and then they came out and said, actually, we're going to just cancel the season outright. Um, yeah, it, it, Wednesday was just a weird day, and then the aftermath of it um, all makes sense, and it's all now starting to come together. I, I think it's the right move for everybody. Um, you know, I, I was one per. I, I have not really taken this pandemic seriously. Uh, I, I shouldn't say seriously. I haven't been... Um, as worried as probably other people have or as I should have been regarding coronavirus. Um, now comes the question of with everything being halted, now now schools are saying, you know, don't come to school, we're going to do school online. Um, I think most workplaces are being quarantined or just don't come into work, you know, depending on where you are so it's an interesting time but again the question is what next now it's a good question because I don't know if there is such a thing as a what next right now um, you know from what I've heard from what I you know from what I've been listening to what I've been reading it sounds like things are going to get worse before they get better um, you know, the NBA and the NHL announced, I don't know if they officially announced, but it's been, it's well known that they're going to wait 30 days and then uh, make another, you know, make another decision on it. And it, it just seems like 30 days is very generous as to the season, all these seasons and all these sports coming back, I, I just think it's highly unlikely that it's going to be 30 days. Uh, if we're being honest, I, I think we're just going to have to cancel these season out, right? I don't think we're going to have a Stanley Cup champion this year. I don't think we're going to have an NBA champion this year. Um, baseball might start their season in July. Uh, I, I, I don't blame people and leagues for just canceling things instead of waiting until May because I don't think things are going to be any better in May than they are now in terms of health, um, mass gatherings. It, it, it just seems like a long shot that anything would be happening between now and then. So I get people just canceling and, and you just don't know. Like there, there's, you know, there's part of me that wants to think, well, this is a bit too much, it's a little too far, 
But there's also part of me that's like, well, you have to take it seriously. It's now a pandemic. Like, you know, people have been dying because of this. So you're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. And the NBA really had no choice because the NBA has a player that's tested positive for coronavirus. They now have two players that we know who are tested positive for coronavirus. That other person being Gobert's teammate Donovan Mitchell. It just made sense. It's understandable. It, it's, it sucks. It really sucks because we love sports and we want to watch sports. But it was kind of the right move and it was kind of the only move. Um, you know, it, it's a good thing, you know, in hindsight, two days later, we're making these decisions and we're thinking about it and we're trying to, you know, think of everyone's health. I, I don't think any of these decisions of canceling sports or postpone, postponing or playing in front of empty arenas is going to stop the virus. I just think it's going to slow it down. That being said, I, again, for what, for what it sounds like, the U.S., at least, is another two months away from being where Italy is. Um, the U.S. has handled coronavirus far worse than Canada has. Um, you know, on Wednesday, listening to TSN's, I think he's a legal correspondent, Rick Westhead, and he said, you know, the other day, just eight people were tested for coronavirus. Eight. That, that's outrageous. That's just, that, that just can't happen. That's unacceptable. Um, so now the U.S. has finally declared themselves in a state of emergency, which they probably should have done in the beginning. Um, Canada, I think, is fine, but they, you know, they could, they, they could easily, you know, get, get a whole lot more cases, deaths. Um, anything related to coronavirus. I mean, if we're being honest, I'm not a medical expert and people are going to say that and, you know, that's the cliche. I, I'm not the medical expert. But from what it sounds like, it just seems that, you know, there's a good chance it's in all of us. There, you know, when Gobert had coronavirus, you know, he, he's been, it sounds like he's been carrying the symptoms for the last few days. He just didn't know. He, he just had no clue. He felt fine. He thought things were all right. You know, he, he, he never thought anything of it. And that's probably just with the case with a lot of us. A lot of us probably don't think we do. Like, I, I feel fine myself. I, I feel healthy. I feel good. I don't think there's anything wrong with me. I'm not coughing. I don't have a fever. I don't have a sore throat. Maybe my throat's a little, you know, itchy from drinking a lot of alcohol. That, that, that's because there's nothing else to do since sports are, you know, not being played. But regardless, I feel fine, but hell, for all I know, I could probably have, you know, the coronavirus. I could be carrying it. Um, do I think I'm going to die from it? No, probably not. But it's just a matter of public safety and public health where you, you don't want to pass that or you don't want to share that with anybody. So you just have to be safe and you have to wash your hands and just be cautious and, you know, know your surroundings, know where you are, and wash your hands. That, that's the biggest thing 
is wash your hands. I don't know how many times I've been in dudes' washrooms and the dudes just aren't washing their hands. Like, a third of the dudes... This is just a random number. This, this is not factual whatsoever. This is just me and my experience in the washroom. I swear, like, a third of dudes don't wash their hands. You can correct me if I'm wrong on that. I, I could definitely be wrong. That might be inaccurate. It just seems like the amount of dudes who go into the bathroom, use the bathroom, and don't wash their hands, and then walk out is a lot higher than it should be. It shouldn't happen at all. So, again, with coronavirus, it just seems like the future of sports is in doubt. I don't think we're going to have any finals. I think it's a big mistake for the NHL to play into July and August. I would not be surprised if they just said in May, we have to cancel the season. It's not happening. This isn't going to work. And just try your luck again next year. Just hope everything goes away in September, October, November, and then start your season then. That would be my guess at the moment. None of that I have no idea is actually true. That's just how I think things are going to go. You know, again, it just sounds like things are going to get a lot worse before they get a lot better. At least in the North American side of things. I I don't know what it's like in Europe. Um, Italy... Italy, it seems like, is in a really bad spot. Um, you know, the UK, I think it's going to get hit hit harder. But, it, yeah, it, it's just things do not look like they're in a great spot right now. And they're probably not going to get better. So, uh, the, one, the one takeaway I did have from Wednesday's... Uh, Debacle, I don't know if you want to call it debacle or just media frenzy, was kind of just the influence that the NBA has. Um, we've known that the NBA has just exploded in the last 10 years. And I, I think Wednesday night was a night where they, for lack of a better term, they just flexed their muscles. At how powerful and, and uh, influential they are, um, you know, I don't know that anybody would have canceled the leagues if the NBA didn't do it. I think because the NBA made the move to cancel the, or suspend their season, then every other team organization was kind of forced to do the same thing. I, I don't think there was really much of a choice after the NBA did it. If the NHL suspends their season, is everybody else suspending their season? Like, you know, like is March Madness going to cancel their season because the NHL suspended their season? Yeah, I'd be a little bit sketchy about that. You know, would the Masters really, um, would the Masters really shut down because of the fact that, you know, Batman's decided that the NHL isn't going to play anymore? I, I, I don't think so. I, I think that's very skeptical. So, with that, um, you know, it just goes to show how powerful the NBA it has become and is right now. Uh, I would not be surprised in this uh, 
sort of next decade, I guess, if they overtake the NFL. A lot of it, too, I think where it stems from is who, who you're most influential people are in your sport or organization and how much power they have. Now, the NHL really doesn't have that many people who are really influential or powerful in in hockey right now. Uh, you know, you can make an argument, I guess McDavid is on the Canadian side, but McDavid has no sort of pull in the U.S. He, he just doesn't. He play, you know, he's a, he's a Canadian who plays in Edmonton and he's playing hockey. You know, that there's just no pull to that. There's just nothing that resonates with Americans when you say all of those things together in a sentence. Um, it was kind of just like with, you know, Goretzky. Goretzky never really had that much pull in the U.S. until he became a king. So, I don't, I'm not going to get into the conversation on whether McDavid should move south or not or play for another team. It's just the best player in hockey doesn't really have that much pull in their biggest markets. Um, you know, in the NBA, you have LeBron James, Kevin Durant, even Kawhi. Um, you know, Curry, who Grant has been injured this year, but has been a very powerful individual for most of the se- uh, most of his career, actually. Um, even you know, Giannis has the international flair to him. James Harden ha- has a, has a big pull uh, in the South. So, you know, the NBA has so many more guys that Americans can resonate and that can you know create. Uh, how can I say it? That can create interest in the NBA and can make the NBA, um, you know, important to a lot of people. The NHL just doesn't have that. Major League Baseball has more of it than hockey, but not nearly as enough as basketball. You know, it's 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 there. There is some of it, I should say, too, in the NFL. There are some guys who have that, who can show that, um, and part of it is just football thrives on its history, as does basketball. Um, you know, the, the history of baseball and hockey has not always been pretty, but nonetheless, you know, that's not the reason why those sports are, you know, failing or not as succeeding as the other ones. However, this is just another example of how the NBA can become the biggest, if, if it isn't already, if, if it's not the biggest right now, the NBA is going to become the biggest league and the biggest organization in the next 10 years. Um, I say that all, knowing damn well that LeBron James is going to retire this next decade. Uh, Zion Williamson is going to have to pull a lot. He, he's going to have to do a lot of carrying himself. Um, you know, lot, lots of young stars. Giannis is going to be playing for another 10 years. Luka Doncic is going to be a big star. Um, yeah, there, there, there's there's a lot to like, and there's you know, it's not hard to see why the NBA is going to become this international sensational 
sport, brand, image, logo, organization, whatever. The NBA is going to be what everybody else wants to be and what the NHL and MLB wishes that they were. So, because again, just there, no other sport. If the NBA didn't, you know, suspend their season, no one else will. Like, no, no one else, you know, probably would have. Like the NHL would still probably be playing games tonight had the NBA, you know, not suspended their season. So, I, I thought I just want to make myself clear there. Uh, finally, UFC this weekend. Fight night in Brasilia. Uh, the main card starts at 3 p.m. Eastern, uh, 12 Pacific. Kevin Lee, Charles Olivier is going to be the main event at Lightweight. Kevin Lee is a, a, a favorite of mine. I really like Kevin Lee. I, I think he's a quality fighter. I think he's a, you know, a, a contender. He should be for a title eventually. But he's had a really... He's had a really interesting sort of two years because he, he's in two years, he has fought Rafael Dos Anjos and Gregor Gillespie. Both of those fights were at welterweight. Now, Dos Anjos is a tough fighter. And Lee lost the fight. Er, yeah, Lee lost the fight. Uh, May 18th, 2019. Lee lost the fight at welterweight. And then he decided in what he thought was going to be another welterweight. He actually moved down to lightweight to fake, face Gillespie. I think many people thought that Lee was a better fighter. But Gillespie was an up-and-coming guy who really didn't pushed the you know didn't really move the needle one way or the other on Lee it was kind of it was kind of a fight where if Lee won he wasn't really any fur he wasn't going to be any further ahead than if he didn't fight Gillespie um nonetheless Lee won in a first round knockout and he got fight of the night this is back at UFC 244 in November so fast forward to this weekend and Lee's going to face Charles Olivier in Olivier's home country uh, of Brazil. And unfortunately, unfortunately, since this is a non-title fight at lightweight, the, the fighting li limit for weight is 156 pounds. And Lee weighed in at 158 and a half. So this was going to be a big weekend for Kevin Lee. This was going to be another fight and another victory to slingshot him to a championship you know, potential fight at lightweight, which, you know, granted, I don't know, I don't know if he's going to, you know, come close to Khabib, but it was going to help him get to that point. So now he's fined 25, 20 percent of his purse, but it's going to be a catchweight fight. And now we, the, the, the positive things that was built up about Kevin Lee have now taken a step step back because he he was you know he had a lot going a lot on his plate this weekend and then he misses weight um you know it's not the first time he's missed weight at 156 pounds he missed it to Ed, in the Edson Barbosa fight in 2018 you know 
I, I really like Kevin Lee. I think the dude's good. I, I think he is a good fighter, but it's just you got to make weight. You got to make weight. They, they, there's, I know it's difficult. If you ask any MMA fighter or any sort of fighter of some kind in a combat sport setting, ask them how easy it is to make weight. It's not. Unless you're a fucking heavyweight like Andy Ruiz who's just been, you know, sitting on his ass for, you know, six months or not even waiting for his rematch with Anthony Joshua, it's pretty difficult to make weight and to cut weight. So, Lee, that, that was really the one thing Lee had to do this weekend. He had to make weight. He had to set himself up at 156 pounds. And if he didn't, there's going to be consequences. And now he's facing his consequences. He's going to lose his purse. Uh, you know, he's having to fly all the way down to Brazil. I, I don't know that, you know, he's going to be any further ahead if he wins this fight. He, he, he's currently number eight at the lightweight in the lightweight division. He's got a lot of competition, you know, ahead. He's got, you know, Felder and Hooker, who just fought a couple weekends ago. Hooker won that fight. Cowboy Cerrone, maybe that's his next fight. Uh, I don't know what the, what Cowboy's future is looking like. And then in the top, you know, five guys, you have Khabib, the, can the champion, who's going to fight Tony Ferguson, we assume, on April 18th. Maybe not now. But you have Khabib and Tony. You have Dustin Poirier, who lost his last fight to Khabib, but is still an extremely talented guy. And you have Conor fucking McGregor, who, who the fuck knows what he wants to do. I assume his next move is, you know, fighting combination of Poirier, Ferguson, Khabib, or he goes to boxing, but Kevin Lee is, he's, he's not quite at the, you know, Justin Gaethje, Connor level, he, he still has a lot of work to do, Don't, again, I like this guy, I think this guy is talented, but he's just not there, he's just not ready, so when you get an opportunity like this to fight Charles Olivier in his home country, you have to understand what's at stake here. Like there's there's no fucking around. Like you have to make weight. You if you want to be the guy, you have to beat the guy and you gotta, you know, do it in the right frame. So it's disappointing, it sucks, but if Kevin Lee wants to be the guy, he's gotta, you know, do what it takes to be the guy. So yeah, that that I, I think he'll beat him regardless this weekend. But it's just that those are my two cents on Kevin Lee. I really hope he wins. Uh, he's the minus one fifty favorite to win. I, I would really like him to, but it's just that was I I just had to get it out there. Uh, other fights this weekend: Damian Maya. He's the number five welterweight in the world. He's gonna be fighting Gilbert Bur Gilbert Burns. Gilbert Burns. Um, Maya should win that, I would think. I, I, he's, I think Maya's last fight was the uh, um, victory over Ben Askren. I could be wrong. But Damian Maya, you know, he's 42, but God damn it, he's an exceptional grappler. God damn it, dude is tough as nails. Like, I don't want to be fucking with him on the ground. Uh, that seems like a nightmare. Uh, I, I would take Maya to beat Burns. Uh, Johnny Walker is, is fighting Nikita Krylov. Uh, Johnny Walker, you know, he, he 
he's the guy I think people like. Uh, I think he's a fan favorite. You know, he was supposed to be someone. He was supposed to be somebody that could potentially take on John Jones at light heavyweight. Uh, John Walker's last fight was a loss to Corey Anderson at UFC 244 via TKO. Um, you know, a win over Nikita Krylov is nice. It's nothing special, but it is something. It gets Walker going in the right direction. Um, I, I, I don't know who he would fight after this one. I don't know if, you know... I think of who would be because you know depending on what Alex Gustafson's future is maybe that that's a fight that could work you know Glover Teixeira maybe he he's scheduled to fight Anthony Smith but uh, you know that uh, that's a fight I, I could see that makes a lot of sense too uh, maybe Johnny Walker has to fight Anthony Smith Maybe that's another, you know, fun fight that could happen. Who knows? Uh, but Johnny Walker should be able to beat Krylov, I would think, this weekend uh, in Brasilia. It's, that, it's not a bad card, really, with Kevin Lee, uh, Walker, Damian Maya, and then at flyweight, uh, one, of the, one of the rare flyweight fights. Flyweight's such a weird category, such a weird division. Uh Usually, Firminga is taking on Brandon Moreno. Uh, Firminga is the favorite at minus 160. I, I would think he would win as well. He He's looked real promising. You know, his his last fight was a loss to Joseph Benavides via TKO. But he, he should be able to beat Moreno, I, w- I would think. Uh, you know, it's going to be a, you know, fast-paced match. Probably one that's gonna finish on the ground. I'm I'm guessing, probably a submission of some kind. If I if I had to bet on it, you know, five five for Minga. You know he's got a he's got a shorter reach than Marino. Marino's got all the size advantages, but I just think Firminga's the better fight better fighter. So, yeah, that's uh, that's sort of my kind of basic UFC fight night preview from uh, Brasilia. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. But no, Kevin Lee, this is this is about Kevin Lee. He he's got to win this. Yet even if he misses weight, he, you know, he still has a fight. Assuming this is all, you know, still going on before it's canceled, but uh, you know, Kevin Lee still has a fight. He still has to show up even if he missed weight by two and a half pounds. He still has to go out there and prove himself like you do every time you go out in the ring. So, yeah, so big fights this weekend. I'm going to take Lee over Olivier. Uh, Damian Maya over Gilbert Burns, Johnny Walker over Nikita Krylov, and Josie Verminga against Brand oh against Brandon Moreno. I'm gonna take Verminga. So there you go. That that's my Pete today. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. I will hopefully we we'll get another one out tomorrow. It's another busy Saturday, not with sports, just life. You know how it is. Uh, thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye bye.